You are now tuning to Rico Vision Radio, the home of real hip hop. You're now rocking with the best. Looking for the realest motherfuckers on the net. Street certified shit, nigga, this is it. That Rico Vision Radio shit is lit. Most Hollywood, Don Knotts be the shit. Number one podcast, now it makes sense. Got him in the zone, now they telling all their friends. Listen one week, then they listening again. Sound way better on the second time around. Sound way better when the record's playing loud. Real hip hop, not the same mainstream. Not the same names with the lame 16. Round the whole world. They shall all take heed If they ain't real They shall all pay fees It really ain't a fight When you train And you came to win Get ready Let the games begin Motherfucker Yeah Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back Welcome fucking back Cleco Vision Radio Back in the building We've been on vacation For a minute But we fucking back Better than ever Um Don Knotts is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not. I cancel out on my own podcast. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to, to Buffs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Shout out to Barbershop Banter. Um, make sure y'all go follow them. Check their show out. You know what I mean? Shit's a party all the time over there. But we here, back from a fucking hiatus. We talking about the... the, the what the fuck are we talking about? This is a Dipset versus Locks episode. <laughs> Dipset versus Locks, ladies and gentlemen. You might think, what the fuck brought us to this point in time? Because I'm asking myself the very same question. But we did just recently have a a Dipset album drop, and um, you know what I mean. That shit was shit was pretty fuego, in my humble opinion. So, kind of got us to thinking, like, yo, um, you know, they they come from an era. Technically, there's four of them if you include Zeke, but Zeke ain't fucking rapping. So they're a trio. Started analyzing like, yo, who else was a rap trio? Really nobody else that could hold a candle except uh, L.O.X., you know what I'm saying? Living off experience, so. Well, also, I mean, the song on the album kind of brought us to that, too. Beautiful segue. So, Locks verse Dipset. Fire-ass song on the album. Um... A song in which uh, Jewel's outshined everybody, no, but we'll, he didn't. No, <laughs> we'll he talk didn't. about that when we when we dive into the new wave of the week. You know what I mean? But we back, happy to be here. It's been fucking like months now. I think it was like shorts and t-shirt weather last time we dropped. So <laughs> we in here hoodied up and fucking this guy Donnie Knockboots got his Bill Cosby sweater on, and uh, yeah, we ready to. Give y'all what y'all been missing, you know what I mean? Word. Long time coming. So we back, you know what I mean? Thursdays have always will continue to belong to Clico Vision Radio. Make sure you check for us every Thursday. Hashtag TBT. Cause uh that's when we drop it. We back in the building. But yeah, without further ado, um New wave of the week, right? Fuck you wanna do this guy's over here fucking <laughs> rusty as shit. Yeah, I gotta yeah. shake the fucking cobwebs off this guy. Um no, I, I I don't think we should dive into the new wave of the week just yet. Um I mean we'll definitely play some music first, I feel like. Um the the way we were uh talking about uh this episode is pretty much you had both of these groups, you had the locks and dips that kinda use mixtapes to come out um you have like the locks family mixtape series 
Um, and what was the Dipset shit called? Uh, the Diplomats. <laughs> <laughs> Volume 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Dipset kind of used that to come out along with just riding Cam's dick to success because they were kind of, in my opinion, just this guy's friends who wanted to get on. They really had no business rapping. and That's highly debatable. <laughs> highly debatable. Mad hits came out from Jim and Jewels. Mad bars came out from Jim and Jewels. Yeah, but at the same time, I never, I never viewed them as uh, anywhere as near as good as Cam at all. Like, not close one bit. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, obviously, like, Jim was literally Cam's man that he was just trying to get out of 5-H. And, and it was also, like, at the uh, period in time where you had, like, fucking, like, uh, Nelly bringing out Murphy Lee, and there was just all these, like, stars who were just bringing out their friends, and I feel like that was actually what kind of led to the dumbing down of hip-hop, because you had these people who weren't, like, actual artists, they were just friends of artists getting on and then i feel like from that point forward the quality of the music just declined even nas with the brave hearts well the brave hearts were straight up garbage they like they couldn't hold a candle to dipset um i don't feel like they, they were that was trapped <laughs> like there's no question nah, they all were but i i mean i kind of viewed dipset as that too like the that's these guys are literally posse members where uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you got the locks who came out as a group, and each one of them had like their own unique sound, and they all complemented each other. Dipset was just Cam's friends. That was it. Well, I don't think Jewels was their friend. I think they just found Jewels, but that was a terrible finding. Uh, millions of sales later, I think they will disagree with you. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of how we got here. Obviously, like, there was a solid damn near 10-year span between the Locks family tape and the Diplomats volume yeah. one. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah, a, times definitely changed, like, in between the two of them coming out. Right. So it's kind of tough to compare. And I'm saying, like, obviously, um, you know, the Locks came out together all on the same kind of mission, whereas Jim was just a hype man who was kind of tossed into the game, you know what I mean? So it's, it's slightly different, but at the end of the day, like they both definitely utilized the mixtape to um, gain popularity and shit on some underground shit before actually bubbling. Like Cam was known, but um, you know, he was like just coming off of SDE, which was fucking classic. You know, I mean, it was hot. I wouldn't say classic. It was that. It was definitely a classic. I fucked with it, but I don't know about classic. And I was classic material. No, there was like classic. You're putting it in the fucking same category as uh, like only built for Cuban links and shit like that. I I feel like it's like two notches down from that. Nah, I don't think so. There was only like one skippable song on that whole album. There was like four. I feel like you probably won't even know any songs on the album. I know Matt songs on that album. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like you're there definitely... There was That's Me. There was uh, Fuck You. Uh, was there a song called Chicken Heads or something? Yeah, that's a skippable song. All, all the, the Chickens. <laughs> that song sucks. Uh, there was the shit with Nori, of course. Uh, the shit with uh, Destiny's Child. Right. SDE. Yep. Uh, there was that shit where they ripped off the Jay-Z and Biggie vocal sample. 
last track on the album. That was SDE. And they, um... That's the shit with Beyonce. No, it's not. No, the shit with Beyonce had Jim Jones in oh, it. Oh, yeah, that was the Do It Again. Yeah, yeah Do It yeah, Again. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah. And they falsely advertise a Jay-Z and Big feature on the album, so then everybody, like, gets the album, and then you just hear fucking their voices scratching on the hook. Huge letdown. Yeah. Uh, there is a shit losing weight with Prodigy. Classic. Uh, the shit with Old Dirty. Uh, Not classic. There was, uh, what was that shit where this guy just kept saying bloodshed at the beginning? Well, that was the shit, like, um... It might have. I think it was what do I have to live for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was that. And then it had Come Kill Me, which yeah. was fire. It had to share with Dutch and Spade, which was fucking fire. So that that's like the whole album there. And uh, what was it? Not uh, What Means the World to Me or What Means the World to You. Right, which was fire. He had a track with Jim Jones on there. Um, that was fire. Jewels was, made an f- appearance on there. Fuego. So, yeah, and the Diplomat shit was building up to the Diplomatic Immunity double album, which was, could have been classic if they didn't make it a double album, because there was Mad Fire songs on there. That was their first album? Was it double? Yeah. Was it? Huh. Fuego. Fire. (laughs) So, yeah, so I don't know. Obviously, you know, the locks are regarded as legends by pretty much everybody that's like a consensus dip set not so much but i'm a fan i fuck with i fuck with uh the movement you know i feel like the locks never had a movement like the locks had hot songs and bars and shit like that but there was never like a locks movement ever i I don't necessarily agree with that when was there a locks movement i don't know like there they've always had shit going on i feel like i mean it might not have been like to 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 Nah, even more than even more than dips dipset. Like when, when you think of like New York hip hop, you think of the locks. Like I I don't know. Like I don't I don't get what you mean by movement. I just feel like like fucking. Do you have more people rocking pink than people wearing D block shirts? Like what are we talking? Yeah, about pretty here? much. That's a big that's a big impact. But I just feel like dipset. Like um, they definitely just had like a point in time where. Even when they splintered off and shit, their teams continued to do shit. So, like, you had Dipset, then you had Jim Jones, and then he sprung out with, like, the Bird Gang, which led to, like, Max B and shit like that. And then um, with the locks, like, they kind of, like, fizzled out mad different times. You know what I mean? Like, Sheik definitely just fizzled out after, like, Silverback Gorilla was dropped in like 02 or 03 or some shit hasn't been seen since <laughs> you know what i mean like um so i don't know i just feel like jade has always been kind of a standout never really fell off um sp you know with all due respect still sounds like the fucking ghost in the shell album i was just listening to so yeah. it's like well, I mean, Jada kind of does, too. I feel like his punchlines are, like, more up-to-date and more relevant with the times, and I guess that's how he um, stays relevant himself. Right. I fuck with the locks. I'm just saying I don't I don't know if they, like, transcended the game the way Dipset did. Like, I feel like Dipset brought, like, a whole different style to the game where the locks was just bars there it was nothing like 
visual about the locks. There was no kind of like vibe with the locks. It was just like, oh, that's a nice 16. The end of the day for the locks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Dipset was just like creating vibes and shit. Like, um, you know, maybe it was wearing pink. I never wore pink, but I'm saying like doing shit like fucking liar <laughs> i never this guys wore, wear pink right now <laughs> i never wore pink i know dips that shit but um yeah i don't know i just feel like they they, they had like more of a dynamic appeal than the locks yeah no nah, i i agree with that i i agree with that but at the end of the day i'm taking the locks <laughs> Yeah, well, fuck it. I'm saying we can, we can. We Image can isn't everything. Like, and 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 that's maybe today in hip hop. Yeah, but like back then, like nobody really gave a fuck about what you looked like. Old Dirty was at the top of the game at one point. Right, but he had a look. He wasn't like fucking Johnny Handsome, but he had a look. It that wasn't really was a look. This guy was just himself. He was a fucking scumbag. Nah, he had a look, man. This guy was out there wearing sunglasses with only one lens in, like. <laughs> Everything he did, it, you might not have viewed it. You might be like, oh, he's just a drunk scumbag. But that shit was, like, strategically done. You know what I mean? Even, like, if you want to take it to Wu-Tang with, like, the Wallabies and the Tommy Hilfiger and the, the Cuban chains and shit, that was a look. You know what I mean? That shit was, like, strate- strategically done. Method Man with, like, um, having, like, a whited-out eyeball and, like, shit like that. That shit was a look. So look I, his always. I, I don't know. I don't know about if it was strategic. I mean, it was definitely a look. I don't think it was like strategic though. I like think. maybe over time, once it started catching on and they started noticing it. Uh huh. They, they started noticing and catching on. That's when they became a little strategic with it. But I don't think like initially. Oh, we're gonna fucking wear wallabies and take the world by storm. Like I don't think that was the thought. I think they one of them just happened to have fucking wallabies on, and then a few people started like seeing it and wearing them themselves like yeah i think it was more strategic than that i think i think everything that like wu-tang did was mad strategic because again why the fuck would old dirty have a pair of sunglasses with only one lens this guy's a fucking scumbag (laughs) he probably owned a pair of glasses with one lens in it Nah, that shit was on some wrestling shit, I feel like, to an extent. Like, on some gimmicky shit. I feel like you're giving him too much credit. And, like, believe me, I, I, I love Old Dirty. Like, respect him, but... I don't know, I feel like you're getting... I feel like this was shit that just happened, and the world caught on. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that this was strategically planned. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like accidents. You know what I mean? Which is why the locks never had anything that like caught on at all. Not one thing. You know what I mean? I don't think they tr- they tried or I don't know. Well, you're saying Wu Tang didn't yeah, try, yeah, but it yeah, just yeah. happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I feel like these guys were like pushing that shit in your face, like talking about Wallows and Tommy Hill and shit like that, because it was like, yo, this is gonna be like our 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 lane right here whereas styles p talk about shooting you in your face isn't necessarily gonna transcend anything <laughs> screaming out kill that faggot is not gonna fucking definitely trans- the hottest song of all time <laughs> not gonna transcend shit so 
I'm saying you get what you get with the locks, and it's pretty much just uh, just that, you know. Like they try to put out like the Rough Rider T-shirts and shit like that, but it wasn't really wasn't really transcendent. I guess Rough Riders was kind of yeah. A that movement. was definitely. I was just yeah, about to say that was yeah, a movement. That was kind of a movement. Now that I think about it, but that wasn't them. They were just part of it. Yeah, it, that was definitely a movement. So I don't know. Fuck it. The the genesis of the movement, though, definitely in my eyes, was the the Lost Family mixtape. You know what I mean? So let's dive into a track off that shit. Um, again, trying to not get shut down. So we're gonna play some little off the radar type shit. You know what I mean? Um, quality might be a little bit suspect, but uh, we did our best job getting the cleanest version we could find. Definitely did the best we could do. So this track here um, was off Lost Family Volume Two. Don Nostics, he heard it somewhere else too, right? I don't know. I, I know I heard it a couple different uh, places, but th- this was definitely a standout. Um, I feel like it, it was on a Dirty Harry mixtape that I heard. It was like they closed the tape out with it. I feel like. I think it was on a Clue tape, too, actually, because I do remember closing the tape out, and then on Locks Family, too, the shit was just, like, in the middle, but uh, this shit is called Life Shit. Um, without having a track summary in front of me, I don't remember who the fuck the guy talked about child support is, <laughs> but it's the Locks featuring some nondescripts, yo. Shit's fire. <laughs> shit is fire, yo. Drop that shit. Shorty, she keep the marquees At the garden, drinking beer next 
It's Clico Vision Radio. Do you know where your hoe is? <laughs> it's time for the new wave of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome fucking back, yo. Live shit by the locks featuring the nondescripts. <laughs> was it one nondescript or was it a few? I don't even fucking know at this point. Shit was fire though. Beat was Shout fucking. out to the nondescript producer. Who the fuck was that? Very good question. Hopefully, this guy is still working, still plugging away. Hopefully, getting paid because that shit was fire, yo. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, but as you can tell by the motherfucking bomb ass intro, we ready to do this new wave of the week segment. Diplomat, the diplomatic ties. Um, shit just dropped like a couple weeks ago. I was super excited about it. Oh. Huge Dipset fan. We got fucking nine songs, 33 minutes of straight up fire. Uh, how you feel about that? You pissed? Aren't you mad with the new setup of albums nowadays? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first uh, looked at the track listing, I saw nine songs. I'm like, all right, well, I hate Dipset, so this is good because I can get through this album quickly as opposed to a 15, 16 song album or even a double album, which is why I never even heard that shit. This guy missed <laughs> the fucking boat. Not, not upset about it either. Um, but... Surprisingly, it wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, you know, what I said in the first segment about how uh, Jim Jones was just like Cam's man and just pretty much used him to get to where he's at today. Um, Back in the day, he never really did anything for me lyrically or as an artist, just like his overall sound was boring as hell to me. Um, Didn't move me at all, but he actually, like, tried on this album and he was saying some shit I feel like I don't know you know me I'm a huge Jim fan and I feel like he's been saying shit since the day he came into the game this guy said something about fucking nowadays grown men are dancing at Kiki dancing on them Kikis alright <laughs> Shit was pretty hot. Shit was fire. And that, that was like the, the first song, I think. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, but let me find out Jimmy's trying to come off this time. Nah, Jimmy definitely murdered it. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm kind of partial um, because I fuck with Dipset Heavy. So I think everybody did their thing on this album. Everyone shined. Um, shout out to the Heat Makers. Yo. That shit definitely felt mad good to hear Heat Makers beats again. Um, See, that was one thing that I, I, I uh, was expecting more of. I, I don't know. It didn't like have that same feel that the old Heatmakers beats had. You don't think so? Nah, not at all. I don't know. The, like that, the high-pitched samples and shit, there was, it seemed like they were filtering a lot of their samples out this time around. Yeah, nah. I don't know. I feel like the, the first song definitely was on some straight-up Heatmaker shit. And the shit was dope how they had... Drake talking about, you know, wanting that vibe, and then uh, they just die right into the song. Shit was fire. The only misses for me was like this on God song. Like I fuck with Belly, but that shit was trash. And they're playing that shit on like Shade Forty Five as as I don't know if it's a single. lead single, but yeah. And uh, I I feel like it's a Dipset album. Lead with like. I don't know, uh, maybe fucking Dipset Forever or the Sauce Boys or some shit. Yeah, Sauce Boys was alright. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like 
when you come out as Dipset, just stay true to your Dipset and don't push the belly song. I'm surprised. I'm sure the Tory Lanez will be the next push that they. Yeah, I wasn't too with. big on that. I Me neither. Like, that that's that was I'm like saying. a wasted feature. I feel like like I I fuck with Tory Lanez, but that shit I don't know. I don't know. They they definitely could have got better out of him. I feel like, and they didn't. See, I don't know. I feel like if it was uh, a solid beat hook combo. But I just felt like it didn't fit into this shit. I felt like they were trying to squeeze it in, just like they tried to squeeze in this on God shit. And it just didn't work for me. I would have been happy with eight full-fledged sample-based Heatmaker songs and definitely needed that. Well, that I mean, if you Uncasa uh, outro. If you think about it too, like even the last Locks album that we uh, reviewed, and it kind of goes with this episode because it's also a Locks episode, but. The uh, the Fetty Wap song that was forced, right? Uh, it was hot, but it was forced, and then there was uh, something else on there that was uh, forced. Was it that Secure the Bag song or some shit? I don't even remember. I haven't heard that album but, since that episode. Yeah, I, I mean, like these artists, they they will try to like appeal to the younger generation by having these current artists on, and like they just don't mesh most of the time. Once in a while, it might work, but for the most part, from what I've seen, it's two totally different sounds, errors, styles, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't know. I think because they set the album off the way they did, to throw these songs in there was a mistake. You know what I mean? Because there was nothing, even content-wise, like bars, everything just fell off on those two songs. Um... Like, I know off-air you were saying you ain't think Juels was holding his own on the album, but I feel like this guy has straight-up bars the entire album, except on these two throwaway tracks. Like, straight bars. I think he came the hottest on the Dipset Locks out um, song. See, I thought he just sounded lazy as shit throughout the entire album. Like, this guy sounded lazy. He, he sounded like he was half asleep. Like, this guy sounded like he was forced to make this album like somebody had a gun to his head in the booth. You think so? I, I, yeah. Uh, nah, this guy was spitting bars. Though. See, and there was even one song, it might have been on one of the two that you don't like, where I'm just like listening to, it was like a eight bar period where this guy was just like spitting preschool shit. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, aren't we past this? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I don't know. It could have been, but like on the, on the lock shit, he came in right after Jada. And completely outshine Jada. I don't Talking know. about his fur dragging like an Ewok. Fire. <laughs> Shit is fire. Um, And then you had, you know, SP do his regular shit. Sheik actually was a pleasant surprise. At yeah, he, he was the hottest on there. I, I, was feeling, I was feeling Sheik on that shit. Um, but, yeah, all in all, like, it was a definite solid showing. And, again, like, just like the first Diplomatic Community album, they had Ancasa do an outro and the shit was fire yeah shit was pretty hard and i don't really even fuck with that dude yeah didn't you do a song with him nah nah i ain't work with Ancasa. Uh, nah um i worked with um fuck is his name now i can't even remember his name he was like j something jr writer not one jr writer it was another dude Fuck it, wasn't uh Oh, Jay Bezel. Yeah, Jay Bezel. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that Fuck shit. Fuck it, Jay Bezel. Definitely did a track with Jay Bezel. I don't even think that shit made the King of the Shadows the next day. No. Shit was fire, though. Shout out Jay Bezel. Shout out Jay Bezel. But, um, 
yeah, all in all, um, you know, cover of the album is fire, of course. Pair of tits. And then, uh, <laughs> <You see it. laughs> uh, how you feeling about that Uptown track? Uh, that was probably my personal favorite on it, surprisingly. This fucking guy. Norm- has done a complete 180. Yeah, nah, normally I hate when people jack, like, classic samples like that, but the, the vibe on it I fucked with. Um... It was cool. Like, that was the one song I actually liked Jewels on, believe it or not. Yeah, he did his thing on it, but I I don't know. I wasn't feeling the sample snatch. I just feel like should have left Bucktown alone. That shit is so iconic. It is, but it worked. It worked. It, it, it gave the that sample a whole different vibe. So, um, And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, 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 was, it was cool to hear it recreated. Um... The, the one thing I mentioned to you before is that I, I would like to see like a more current artist or artist use a sample like that and kind of like pay homage to your veteran. Shout out to Tech and Steel. Um, ra- rather than somebody who is around closer to their era. You know what I mean? So, but it, it, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Tech probably wouldn't even have an issue with it because they did it justice. It wasn't like complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, but me personally, that song, I don't know why that song, I, you know, I'm a huge boot camp fan. So I got like a personal uh, connection with that specific song for some reason. So I didn't really want to hear Matt claps over top of it. But <laughs> It was weird. It was different, but it, it was it was it wasn't bad. I actually liked the way the bass was on that too. Yeah, so, alright, fuck it, bottle time uh, For the new listeners that don't know what the fuck we do we, we stole our format completely from the source And instead of offering up mics, we offer up bottles uh, Five bottles being a classic, one bottle being complete shit And then, obviously, anywhere in the middle So, um, go ahead, do us the honors <laughs> um, I will give it a very solid three Very solid three uh, all right, yeah, I was thinking three point five, but I, I was at see. first two. But if if Jewels would have came harder to me, I would I would have three point five easily. But step your rap game up, yeah. Completely disagree with you, but fuck it. All right, we'll give it a three. We'll give it a three. Um, and speaking of Jewels, uh, stepping his rap game up, um, why don't we get into this uh, cam freestyle going at Nas? Terrible segue. No, not really. He's telling everybody to step their rap game up. Ah, that's true. That's true. Nas did go on a fucking tirade on one. Like, this guy, I just want to know, like, what got into him that day. Because Nas is usually mad reserved and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, he fucking snapped. This guy's voice was, like, mad inflamed. (laughs) Mad enraged. All right, fair enough. Jewel's. I don't agree, but um you Step know. your rap game up, step yep. your rap game up. <laughs> Listen to the rappers, they don't even they're not even creative. Pick up a stillmatic album. Listen to the song Rewind. Listen to the song What Goes Around Comes Around. You know what I'm saying? Listen, listen to, to real, one mic. Listen man. to one mic, my people. You know what I'm saying? Let's get real and be creative. I buy these people albums, you know what I'm saying? And, and they ain't talking about nothing from Cam to everybody. I mean, I like Cam and everything. He's a good lyricist. But the album's whack, man. You know what I'm saying? Y- y'all brothers got to start rapping about Holla. something that's real. Man. You know what I'm I heard niggas talking reckless, man. You're talking out the side of your mouth, yeah, nigga. Man. 
Y'all niggas is faggots, faggots. Straight boss Well, did my mother put my foot in your ass, nigga No homo, nigga, what's really good? Jim Jones, Jim Cabo status Eastside fool, dipset riders, nigga When we catch you, we gon' slap that goofy Straight off your motherfucking head Fuck your love Little nigga Nas, think he live like me Drove five, shot five, flip pies like me Now I can't, I'm gonna blast I done ran through his past Then I ran for the mag, Taliban on your ass You a Terry cloth, that me very soft Thanks Jay Combs, the bomb, broke a cherry off Severely massacred, we really gon' laugh at ya The Mac Millie blasted ya, you really run to Africa Stupid sucker for love Home plenty, Nelson Mandela, we all bone winning. Shit, I come over and fight. You up, you forgot over the night. Yo, your career's over like Mike. Anyone, tight son, Jordan, Jackson, act stunned about my mean kids. Frizzle steam, triple beam, cripple teams. When you seen money in Queensbridge, never. I used to catch the tunnel. Little E, Vernon side, gave them packs and bundles. How many grams in an ounce? How many ounces in an eighth? How many apes in a key? Shorty, stay in your place. For the AKs in your face. Take your daughter R. Kelly out my way with a face roll. And your mom's a whip wop head. And you claim to be a hip hop head. Ooh, wop two shots in his hip hop head. This way the whole world know that hip hop's dead. Rockefeller, hip hop bread. 50 thou a night, holla back, hit my spread. You whack, you twisted, your girl's a hoe. You broke, the kid ain't yours, and everybody know. Your man's even tell you, you be like so. I love my baby mother, I never let her go. Stupid. Like I was saying before we played that, Joel stepped your rap game up, yep. But uh, let, yeah, let's talk about this Nas tirade. Was cocaine involved? <laughs> I, I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised because this guy was definitely raging. So definitely a little out of character for this guy. But shout out to how hard this guy was shitting on Flex. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if Flex ever came back. I think they're actually cool now. They're, they're, they ended up squashing the beef, but uh, I think it actually took years. Yeah, well, I'm saying, I don't know. It's, it's kind of tough, you know, like, was Nas on some sucker shit by doing that? I, I don't Kinda. think so. You don't think so? No, not really. I mean, I, I think more than anything it was kind of some sucker shit for him to like say it about nori because that was supposed to be his man but him and cam were never like cool like that 
Right, but I'm saying to, to, I guess just saying step your rap game up is fine, like, obviously, but to be, like, out there dry snitching about payola and shit, that's kind of some sucker shit, you know what I mean? That's kind of, like, obviously shit like that happens. Why are you telling? Why yeah. are you mad? Put out a marketable song rather than being mad. Well, no, I, I think that was his point, that he did do the marketable songs and he still wasn't getting the airplay because he wasn't fucking giving up uh, money for it. For the airplay, so um, I mean, I'd be pissed too. Like, if, if certain shit needs to come to light, and, and I, I like the fact that he said, like, this guy Funk Flex is acting like more of a star than the actual artist giving him the music, right? That's a very good point, and I definitely agree with that. But I just feel like Nas has always struck out on marketable songs. It's, it's not even so much about Nas and Funk Flex, but. I mean, if you think about it, he said, don't let this dude, like, dictate what's hot and what's not. And to this day, like, it's still an issue. Like, you got hot music that's being slept on, and we just hear garbage on the radio, and it's always been that way. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it was more crucial then because now it's just like, we can get whatever the fuck we want, whatever yeah, we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's, it easier, don't it's now. easier now, but. DJ had way more power back then, for sure. But. Uh, I just feel like, you know, when you're making Omi back and shit and mad because it's not popping, like, that's on you. That's a you problem. Yeah. Like, Hove mastered the science of making hits. He was shitting on Nelly. Nelly was putting out platinum hits back then. Like, can't be mad if he's getting a uh, radio play. Like, yeah, I, 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 I think that we're... we're the problem with Nas was is he was trying to fit in but once he realized that that wasn't him and started like thriving off of who he is as an artist that's when he started being more successful like cause he he's pretty well off now as opposed to like what 10-15 years ago uh yeah but I wouldn't I think that's like side ventures I, I mean it is but it what led him to the side ventures? Nobody would know who Nas was if Nas didn't embrace himself as an artist. And, like, that that's... He became who he was supposed to become by music. Right. Maybe yeah. I'm getting a little too deep with it, but... Oh, I just feel as though, like, regardless, this guy still never mastered the art of, like, making a hit. No, he didn't, but like I just said, my point was, once he realized that that wasn't his lane, and... and stuck to who he was, I feel that's when he started seeing more success. I guess, but I don't know how that coincides with like a Hennessy deal, you know what I mean? Or And I think this guy was in on the ground level of some like tech company, which I forget what the actual tech was, but I think the guy literally... He was like partnered up with LeBron and a bunch of other people. He Yeah, so he's done great much success obviously like no hate on Nas but I'm just saying in terms of like if, if the conversation came up today where it's like maybe he won't care as much as the record isn't getting played because he has these other things going on so if you look at it from that perspective was this guy just being salty on that radio tirade you know what I mean yeah I don't know I don't know but I, I, I feel that like it was needed I feel it was necessary if not him, then somebody else. Yeah, I guess. But I don't think... I, for me, it was just pure entertainment. Because I don't think he changed anything. Like, you know, there was still shit. There's shit to this day that just... People make shitty music. Yeah. And the radio continues to play the shitty music. Um, so, it, I don't think it accomplished anything except... 
gave us a great song from Cam. You know what I mean? So thank you for that. And back to the subject, fucking, uh, I'm pretty sure Jim Jones made another song going at him over that, uh, remember that general song that was supposed to be on Stillmatic that got scratched? Yeah, which was terrible. That was horrible. Thank, thank you for scratching that, Nas. That was terrible. But yeah, Jim Jones ended up making a diss track at him, but I don't even feel that Jim Jones should have felt okay with doing that. He definitely out of his weight class. Ah, uh, yeah. On some bar shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> on some bar shit, but he was probably just like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Fuck that whole weight class shit, too, because I feel like you can, you can throw shots at anybody. Obviously, Nas, I don't think he even responded to Jim. Exactly, because like, he's not, yeah. he didn't even acknowledge him. Like, yeah, I don't think he gave him the time of day, but, um, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't even respond to Cam either. Uh, did he ever no, 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 he didn't. Yeah, I don't think so. But then Cam went on the beef with like Hov and shit, and fifty, right? It's just everybody. Cam, was, oh yeah, Cam's beefed with everybody. Curtis, oh <laughs> yeah. So Cam is definitely beefed with everybody at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like bars, Jim. Now, he didn't have the recognition to go head-to-head with Nas, obviously. Yeah. Bars, he had bars. Jim had bars. You've, you've always said that, but I've never... I could never get past his delivery. Like, he I did, don't know why his delivery turns you off. I feel like it's, like, hype. It's kind of... It doesn't get you, like, hype. Nah, it. not at all. I feel like he just doesn't... He just sounds like anybody off the street in front of a mic. Like, there's... I don't know. There's, like, no charisma. There's no, like cleverness to what he's doing at all there's i don't know all right with that being said we're gonna dive we're gonna dive into the first track off of jim jones debut mixtape rider music and uh you know we'll let the people decide for themselves this was around the same time all this shit was brewing you know what i mean so uh let's dive into that jimmy Like duck, duck. 
like sheetrock I be with mean boys, drive through and speed off Nissan Z350, gold wing doors All he floors, truck is gravy But I've been using that for construction lately Shit, you got the love or hate me Put me in a can and shake me like how a can of paint me Oh, you get unusual color, you get unusual brother You will discover, it's nothing like me I'm more than just ahead of my time, boy I'm sorta like ahead of the line, veterans follow This new lead I present, you'll see what I meant It's new leaders in fact, fuck the fuck out of here I'll at you boy, drill so Drink it high up on the car And plus he's sinking my ride on the stars And I'm a public figure, blink of an eye, I get charged It's kinda scary, man, someone been telling My mind playing tricks, I think I'm under surveillance I've been considered, man, silence of the warriors Poverty stricken outside with all the warriors And take a ride through this ghetto soldier symphony Got a deadly high, cause I know they got it in for me I'm paranoid, got me running with criminals I'm with the cold sweats, man and something subliminal I can't shake it We are the most influential today Since the Black Panthers and N.W.A That's scary The feeling's eerie So in light of my demise Tell the Lord we all in hell I'm just a lifer in disguise The fluctuation of the prices of the pie How I used to hustle way to get slices of the pie I can't believe we made it Through the hopeless nights We got inebriated We still G-related She's up so to my possibly tab And all I be the boldy He got shot on the ab I put his heart on the fallen star Hold tight through the night I pray to God we don't fall apart We gon' ride it out We some riders Tip set, bird gang We some riders We gon' ride it out We some riders Tip set, bird gang We some riders All right, welcome back. You're welcome. For what? <laughs> the fucking John Blaze shit, yo. That that song right there is a perfect example of why I can't stand Dipset. I don't understand how it didn't have you ready to just fucking go shoot somebody in the face. Yeah, bro. myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It was a two-minute build-up to nothing. I'm just sitting there. I, I looked up at this guy. I'm like... Is anybody ever gonna come in? Like, if you're gonna be holding off for that long, you need to come in with some fire. There was nothing. I was just Santana let the hammer loose. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck what he let loose. It was fire. This is why you shouldn't give fucking rappers friends microphones right here. Yeah. Again, I just think you 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 missed the era. So you know what I mean? The ship has sailed. It's almost also like to just shift gears totally. Like I'm sure. When I sit my kids down and try to force them to watch fucking wrestling from the early 90s, they're like, yo, this is stupid. You know what I mean? But we lived it. Shit was fire. So if you weren't, like, living it during it, you you know what I mean? It, I mean, I heard to- the stuff going on at that time. I, I, it's not like I listened to it for pleasure, but it was on. I was aware. Right. I, so it's not like I missed the boat. I just chose to not hop aboard. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think you missed it. I think no. the shit drove past you. Nah, I, torn got, at you and I fucking, got on that QB boat done. This guy was listening to fucking Bravehearts. Nah, and back then, fucking, uh, that was when Mob Deep went independent. They had their whole little movement going on on their own. So I was a part of that, not this not bullshit. Like the infamy era? Uh, right after. That was the free agents era. Trash. That was Trash fucking... bags. Rest in peace to Prodigy. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> nah, nah, they, they were putting out mad mixtapes. Oh, actually, I just fucking thought of one. Thank you. Speaking of which, top five, ladies and gentlemen, later on in the show, we're we going to discuss um, artist mixtapes, which has kind of gone by the wayside. Now you just drop an EP and get paid for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's no point in putting out a mixtape, but. Well, it's also, again, the fucking human attention span. Um. God forbid somebody sat down and listened to a 20-song uh, mixtape nowadays. It's Yeah, nobody has time. I don't have time for that. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was a great time in music right then. That was like 2002, 2003 at the height of the mixtape era. And uh, yeah, Jimmy dropped that shit. Um, straight fire. You know what I mean? Straight up flames. But um, it's a slight slight different feel than the locks fan <laughs> you know what i mean like again not I, I can't sit here and lie and say that they were spitting like straight up 16s mm-hmm. obviously um but you know for me the shit was fire i mean like bar for bar pound for pound there's no no comparison at all um from the locks family to to what you just heard yeah, yeah, to what you yeah. just witnessed yeah yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, definitely not, definitely not in most instances. But the the vibe and the energy of a lot of these Dipset songs were was where it was at. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, a balancing act. Sometimes you'll have fucking SP spitting shit that's just like bar centric, but I want to go to sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes you have Sheik spitting shit that's not saying a word. But it's high energy. Yeah, but it, it's also like when these guys have been doing this shit for 20 years as opposed to when they first came out on like the Locks Family mixtapes, this was like fresh energy. It was something brand new and they were spitting. They were all saying shit. They all were complimenting one another when they were on songs together. Um, I don't, and, and that's my main argument with Dipset. I don't feel like these guys compliment each other at all. None of them do. Yeah, there's it, no combination to me uh-huh. between the three of them that works at all. Totally disagree. Totally uh, disagree. Nah, I don't think they sound good together. They don't like Cam is so much more advanced than them. Whereas like you have the locks, like uh, obviously like Sheik is the weaker lyricist. Right. But they all gives they all bring something to the table. Right. As and that's what I think Dipset has also. Like Cam has more of the bars. Um. Jim has more of the energy, and Jewels has more of the, like, poppy marketability shit. You know what I mean? See, I don't agree with that. I think Jewels is trash. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Jewels was trash, but had the marketability. Like, he was never saying shit. And he actually came out at a time where Cam was talking about getting computers puking. So he <laughs> wasn't saying shit either. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, but again, it wasn't, it wasn't needed. You know, saying shit wasn't necessarily needed. It was all about the feel of the track. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, speaking about, you know, the Locks family tape, shit wasn't just the Locks. 
know what I mean? They had a lot of other DMX uh, right. crew. Mace. Mace probably was the shining star of the Lost Family tapes, in my humble opinion. Who, Mace? Definitely. Hell yeah. I would, uh, I would say either Jada or uh, Sheik. Hell no. Sheik was... Back then, Garbage. back then, Sheik stood out to me more than he any of them. Did. His voice was like that, more a standout than than anyone's voice. It, but Mace's bars were by far the best bars on any of those locks tapes, hands down. This guy was definitely this guy was outshining big in that freestyle on the locks family tape. True. So, and then you also had like uh, some real, you know, you had like Mo Money, <laughs> who was not shitting, but. Had some hot songs on on the tape, and then um, Genovese, you know what I mean, with one of the classic songs on the tape, the Genovese's thesis yeah. with, with fucking Styles P. So um, I think Styles was just on the hook on that shit, right? Yeah, I don't think he said a word, but <laughs> again, and that's like a polar opposite of energy. Like the beat is mad laid back, this guy's energy is mad laxed, but still a fire ass song you yeah. know what I mean so um without further ado Genesis it's ClicoVision Radio with Don and Bums Hollywood taking you back there's a whole nother world out there world. now I'm saying we trying to see that no question land opportunities haha <laughs> gotta hit the bottom for you reach the top though we all done did that know what I mean Genevieve. <laughs> Shit revolves like the dogs in jail. And the more I try to get, is the more I fail. You know the tale. Powers in the dollar bill. Heroes die, cows get killed. Everything is real. Revolves like the dogs in jail. And the more I try to get, is the more I fail. You know the tale. Powers in the dollar bill. Heroes die, cows get killed. Everything is real. Same like the day turn to night so quick. Life passing, the whole year massive. Knocks not one of us, the next day come through laughing. So we just mapping, out the possibility. 70 30, the game bitter. Where? Started in the holler. Feel like my father cocked the Glock one time back. Another saga. Joey's in the VC. Okay, ED, on the balcony. Slick back head, two chokers. Gucci loafers. Had his own table in the Copa. Cabana, back to Junior. At Jerry in the fair. Snitch ass, try to knock the whole fucking team uh, Feed him to the crowd like a bitch Like Santora did at the bar I can't stand a fishy uh, Rats is risky, working with the boys Constantly, yeah, old cat with paws Soldiers none older than 30, living dirty Keep the silence on, don't disturb me The people, no sequel We read from, they we used to Now we get Colombian, sit sleep on the rocks Paloma passed the polygraph Now the chances of beating it is cut in half Been in the can since June Sent him home soon Back to Calabria, we robbing ya Hit him with the dough before you leave LaGuardia Have a nice Christmas Yo, Fabrino Stack Magrino with a big hole Had the full fall on the floor I see Charlie, I big nose Walk with a case of moles Apple thons and both Yukons Had a feeling it was bulletproof Checked it out, long black joint Hit the roof and bounce Bounce off The sound's off, remember that Always the dough lays on the table Till we started Coke lays dead since we bought it Ignore it Best things afforded. Uh, Your way is nose grand. We be bouncing in, in the rose land. Rented his fan like Conan, but no man can get in uh, and get out. Fifteen hundred a night in the penthouse suite. 
street, level on the feet In the Lakers with the big heat, we dig deep holes for those that speak <laughs> Creeping on the week until Key Largo, we Margo, Epitalian, half yardy Shades darker than me, yeah, boy. my neck I see. Sit wine, but she love to eat IP and saltfish. Teen years running from the Taurus. Fat rods and Billy now applause. It's enormous. Gigante, glass to glass, with spumate. Cheers when I go, I leave it all to Brigante. Bob like the dogs in jail. And the more I try to get, is the more I fail. You know the tale, powers in the dollar bill. Heroes die, cowards get killed. Everything is real. Revolve like the doors in jail. And the more I try to get, is the more I fail. You know the tale. Flowers in the dollar bill. Heroes die, cowards get killed. Everything is real. It's Glico Vision Radio. You know where your home is. It's time for. <laughs> Top five dead or alive. Yeah, hell, hell, you're a fucking soccer. Man. <laughs> you gotta get close to this bitch. <laughs> top five. <laughs> top five dead or alive. It's just off one LP. Uh, yeah, nobody expecting that because no one cares about that song. We're trying to be serious over here. You guys hopped out of the chair. That is the liquid source of the week. All right, as you could tell from that bomb ass intro. Top five dead or alive time, ladies and gentlemen. This week's top five, as I alluded to earlier, we discussing the top five artist mixtapes of all time. Um, Locks family really kind of set the stage. I feel yeah, like yeah. right, yeah. like that was kind of the premier artist mixtape. And then the shit kind of fell off for a couple of years until you know the early two thousands and shit really started popping again. So, um, and that was like the, the fucking renaissance right before Drama's house got raided. Yeah, people were actually getting record deals off mixtapes alone. Definitely. So, alright. Top five artist mixtapes. Don Knotts set it off. Um, I know I'm missing like at least two or three here, but this is what I got. Number five, I'm going with the Mob Deep Big Mike West Coast mixtape. Never heard that shit. Never, <laughs> ever will. It's pretty much Mob Deep fucking their, their whole surrounding crew. Um, Ty Nitty. Ty Nitty fucking LG Littles. Shout Fucking. out to everybody, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> All over West Coast beats. Shit was mad hot. Shit that was... sounds terrible. No, it was mad hot. It was mad hot. Out of respect, I'm not going to listen to it, but that sounds terrible. All right. All right. Like, straight up, like, Dre beats or? Yeah. Like, uh, Compton's most wanted like, like beats. T- like, Tupac. Like, there's a lot of classics on there. The shit was hot. They, they, uh, I think there was a couple songs where they um, used like instrumentals from like the Friday soundtrack and shit, like Mac Ten shit. It was hot though. The, the Jesus way, Christ. no, the way it was put together was mad hot. All right, move on, please. <laughs> please move on from that. Uh, number four. This is kind of an album, but I guess it could be classified as a mixtape. Mob Deep Free Agents. This guy. <laughs> Heavy on the Mob Deep? Heavy on the Mob. Never heard it. Uh, you never one. heard Free Agents? Nah. That what was on it? Guy. What tracks were on it? Like, um, They had uh, this one. The standout to me on it was uh, It's Over. Uh, I if you heard it, you probably recognize it. I wish it was over. 
there's another song, Paid in Full. Uh, there's the Havoc song, The Illest. The shit was mad hot. And it was like, I, I believe it was a double disc too. And they had like the, um, uh, I believe the second half of it had like Who Kid hosting some part of it. Alright, well, once again, shout out to, to Mob Deep, but um, not gonna be revisiting that either. Alright, I'm. <laughs> two for two I'm so glad far. Glad to hear that. Two for two so far. Uh, number three, G Unit, No Mercy, No Fear. That was the second installment of the G Unit uh, mixtapes uh, when they first came out. Um, so I believe this one was right after uh, 50 Sign to uh, Aftermath, JD Aftermath. Alright, well, that's a, a graceful nod for that. That whole series of mixtapes was fire, so yeah. really couldn't go wrong with whichever one you chose. Um, my number two, Locked Family, number one, which we've uh, heard a couple tracks from already on this episode. We kind of already explained, like, um, the premise behind that mixtape in our last segment uh, a few minutes ago. And number one, uh... G unit 50 cent is the future classic definitely classic that was the best one out of all of them hands down uh it definitely it was up there it that, was up there that's uh actually no the, right after he got signed that was what they put out or was that the one that got him signed I'm not, I'm not sure the sequence, but all I know is Banks, who I wasn't even a fan of, definitely shitted all over that project. Well, it's funny, too, you mention that, because if you look at G-Unit, they kind of fall into the same category as Dipset. Um, 50 Cent's friends, just bringing them aboard for the ride. But these guys were actually, like, uh, pretty decent, I felt like. Nah, Lloyd Banks had bars. Yayo yeah, Yayo was, was kind of trash, trash, but yeah. he was like... A good energy like I fuck with Yayo when he gets on a song but if you like just sat there and listen straight trash yeah and then later on they brought along Young Buck which I still to this day can't understand Tenna Key yo Nashville <laughs> Tenna Key straight up trash and eventually game though that was a that was a good I sign. don't even know what the hell that was was he actually part of G-Unit it was G-Unit was he cause this guy yeah, was, was like definitely he, he got kicked out after like two months Nah, he was there for a minute. Like, his whole... I think his first album was on G-Unit. And he was had the shit with 50 Cent on the... They were on the airplane and shit. Fucking hated or loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And This is How We Do came out like... Yeah, he was on G-Unit for like a solid... A good little stretch to put out some hits. Hmm. Yeah, so... Alright, well... I'm saying... Thankfully, the list, you know... Rounded out nicely. Oh well, but thank I'm you. I, I'm Mom glad. Deep West Coast. I Yo, might go, listen to that shit. You for have shits to. And the shit is mad hot. Like I, whenever I hear it, I want to rip somebody's fucking head off their shoulders. The way that shit starts is ridiculous. All right, I'm gonna check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll touch touch base next week. Next <laughs> week's episode. Uh, Need to right. touch this dick. Yeah. Uh, you ready for the fucking? <laughs> try to try to glide right past. <laughs> Alright, you ready for this fucking gospel? Yeah, let's hear it. Alright, number five. Fabulous. Classic mixtape. All my shit is classic, just a disclaimer. They're all fabulous. It's tough. Number five, French Montana, Live from Africa. (laughs) Saw that Literally a classic. Trash. The production on this shit was out of control. Bars were crazy. And another person who started a motherfucking... 
movement, you know what I mean? He had the Cocaine City DVDs and uh, just led, led a, a ill-ass movement. Uh, number four, Jim Jones, Rider Music. Trash. We heard one of the tracks off of yeah, it earlier. Yeah, and I will never listen to another one off that fucking album after Shit hearing that. Shit was classic. Oh, my God. Uh, number three, I'm going with... Jadakiss, the champ is here, hosted by Green Oh, Lantern. shit, I forgot about that. That was pretty hot. Fire. Number two, Lil Wayne, Dedication 2, hosted by DJ Drama before he got shut the fuck down. <laughs> uh, he actually hosted a couple more of those, but yeah, this was a classic, classic Lil Wayne. This is when Wayne was at probably the top of the rap game. True. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't argue that? No, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of Little Wayne, but I don't argue it. He was at the top. Right? That's why even when I saw you have uh, the cover for that up on the screen, I'm like, yeah, that would definitely be on uh, a lot of people's top five. Yeah. Fucking I, hate him though, but it is what it is. I don't know how you can't respect the bars. Cause fucking Gilly the Kid probably is the one who wrote it. Every single one. Of them. <laughs> Thank you, Gilly. <laughs> Thank you, Gilly. All right, number one. Another DJ drama presentation. Fab, there is no competition. Volume two, funeral service, fire, with features from Freck Billionaire, who has some of the hardest bars you're ever gonna hear in your life. Freck Billionaire, Freck the Billionaire. I've heard the name. I don't. I couldn't point him out of a fucking. Uh... Yeah, he's he has freckles. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that's a, like. If I was gonna hear him on a song, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's a new Freck Billionaire." No. I have, I, I don't know the first thing about Freck Billionaire. Trust me, he's got bars. <laughs> Red Cafe, you fuck with Red Cafe? Not really. Nah, he was hot for like a month back in like '06. <laughs> fucking guy. Did he have some song with like fucking uh, DJ Envy or some shit that uh, I think Fabulous might have been on? His hit was like Paper Touching, which was fire. Nah, there was some other song. It was Actually, it wasn't that bad. I think it came out around the uh, same time as like High Hater, maybe? Maybe a little bit after that? Probably. That was that that era where he dropped Paper Touching and shit. So, But yeah, I'm saying it was, it was a tough list. You know what I mean? Honorable mention has to go out to Coke Wave. French and Max my, B. My honorable mention, J-Love, Mob Deep, Mob Misses Part 1, 2, and 3. And J-Love and Nori, What What Volume 1. All right, we're signing off. <laughs> no, we're fucking signing off on that. No, I don't think anyone even heard that shit. Shit came out on a Maxwell tape. Yeah. Straight that, to that, that doesn't mean That means <laughs> straight, it's more of a mixtape than anything. Straight to bootleg. Uh, shout out J-Love, though. Obviously, his Nas tapes were fire. Had Nas yeah, fucking Nas leaving finest. voicemails on his uh, answering machine <laughs> and shit. But, yeah, them shits were fire. So, yeah, that, that pretty much rounds it out. Obviously, you know, Styles P dropped about 37 mixtapes alone. All and including that pop-off production was Rise of the Phantom. He, yeah, he was hosting that. Yeah. Definitely hosted that, so. Mixed by myself, you're... Easter egg? <laughs> the whole thing? Have a fucking 80-minute Easter egg 80 on this minute Easter egg. Hell yeah. All right, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we back in the building. Oh, shit, I just thought of another honorable mention. What's that, that little brother mixtape that I did. No one cares about That was a brother. great fucking mixtape. No one cares about little brother. <laughs> they actually just got back together. 
didn't hear about this it. Was a, no one gets it. It was a big to do. It was a very big to do. A couple, uh, I believe, like a month ago. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, <laughs> we back in the building every Thursday. We dropping. Um, maybe little brother will phone in next week, yo. Hopefully not though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, until next time. Uh, Suck on this pipe, yo. <laughs>